đời sông núi anh em ta đáp đời sông núi quyết bảo vệ sang sang ta thể chết cho quê hương at host my radio it's on on every monday and every friday and host my radio welcome to the show thank you Welcome to this week's episode of Team Can't Help My Radio today. Happy Friday, everyone. Hope you guys are having a great day. And we're about to head off to November, as we should say. So, we're going to start talking. I don't know, it's a little bit late, but we're going to go. just might as well go into it. So, Hong Kong's own security law will be effective, John Lee says, after bill was removed from the legislative council, the legislature agenda. Now, I don't know what was the idea for them to do that. I don't know what was their problem. I don't know why would they do this. I just think it's complete sadness by the government. The legislation of Hong Kong's own security law will be effective and without loopholes, Chief Executive John Lee has said. His comments came after a bill regarding the implementation of the of Article 23 of the Basic Law, which mandates the cities must pass such legislation was left off the legislature's schedule for the rest of 2022. The Legislative Council's House Committee received an updated list of bills the government intended to bring into the legislative body in 2022 on Friday. Notably absent from the document was the Security Bureau's Safeguarding National Security Bill, which was pre- which has been present in, in previous versions of the list submitted in January. According to the January program, the bill was scheduled to be pro- introduced <coughs> to the legislature in the second half of 2022. It dealt with the implementation of, of Article 23, part of, the ba- part of the basic law, which mandates that the city pass its own security law, as well as the enhancement of relevant laws for safeguarding national security. In April, then-leadership hopeful Lee said the legislature said that legislating the city's security law would be would be one of the priorities of his administrations. The following month, Security Se- Secretary for Security Chris Tong said that legislation of Article 23 has been de- has been delayed by the fifth wave of COVID-19. Public consultation on the bill was initially ex- expected to have begun in May. During his weekly meeting with the press on Tuesday morning. Lee said that the government wanted to make sure the law was truly effective when implemented. <laughs> Citing a rapid deterioration in geopolitics, Lee said that, that internationally, we have seen countries' national security in danger in once unimag- in unimaginable ways, without referring to any specific instances. <laughs> he said the government needed to conduct more in-depth and comprehensive studies into measures that have been adopted elsewhere after passing the law. We do not want there to be loopholes, that means we have to review it again, Lee said. Additionally, Lee said some common law jurisdictions had recently introduced very stringent proposals to their legislations, which could bar individuals who believe to threaten national security from leaving certain premises for an indefinite amount of time. 
He did not mention which jurisdictions or legislative proposal he's referring to. <laughs> Lee said the government was keeping an close eye on how people's on how such proposals were being handled in such countries and how to balance issues involving human rights. We need to examine these examples clearly so that we can write up a law while completely adopting the language of the common law. That is, that is sufficient to safely protect our country from national security threats and risk. They added, the first attempt to pass Article 23 was overseen by former Chief Executive Tung Chi Hua's administrations and took place from 2002 to 2003, sparking a protest of more than 500,000 500, people leading to the resignation of the then Secretary for Security, Virginia Yip. In response to an inquiry from Hong Kong Free Press, a Security Bureau spokesperson said the government would continue to actively push forward the legislation work of Article 23 and carry out public consultation when time is appropriate. The, spokesperson, the spokesperson added that the legislation in question was a constitutional responsibility and a necessity for the city. However, the Bureau did not directly address Hong Kong Free Press question on whether it had come across any difficulties introducing the bill into the legislature. Now, I don't know what um, things are going in their mind. I don't know if, the, if it's a good idea that they should make it or not. <laughs> I'm hoping that the government can at least end their end their choice. I feel like this is how government <laughs> makes when they are totally lying to you and they don't give you any more information about that. Well, if they're going to do it or not, it's made to be seen. I don't trust what the government's going to put in, so seeing these guys now, they're becoming an embarrassment. I mean, I've seen them doing a um, bunch of, you know, stupid ridiculousness. I wonder why they can't, uh, they're so concerned about the, you know, security law when they have when this thing doesn't even do much to help the um, average people who are suffering on the pandemic level and, and basically protecting anything like that. I wonder why they haven't done anything different like that. I wonder why the government's not talking about the housing. One is the housing issues. Second is the government failures and protections for the elderly and mostly the poor. Why they're not doing that, I don't I don't freaking know. I don't know why they, they thought it was a good idea to even mention or even do anything like that. Because they don't give us a single clue, they give us a single word, they give us a single evidence to prove it otherwise. Whatever the government puts out is either up full of you know, BS or they're just not they're saying it, but they're not actually going home. They're not going forward with it. So as we're waiting, there we go. TM individual activist Chao Hantong Appeals conviction, 15-month sentence over ban 2021 commemoration. A former leader of the group that organizes Hong Kong's annual TMN candle individuals had appealed against her convictions and sentence over last year's bandit commemoration. Chantoms, ex-vice chairperson of the Hong Kong Alliance to Support of Patriotic Democratic Movements of China, appearing at the High Court on Tuesday in front of Judge Jodan. Um, Juliana, Juliana Barnes. 
Chow was convicted of inciting others to take part in an unauthorized assembly and sentenced to 15 months in jail by Ma Magistrate Amy Chen in January. Last year, last year's ritual to commemorate the victims of the 1989 TMN crackdown, when hundreds if not thousands of students-led protesters were killed by the People's Liberation Army, was banded by the was banded by the police for a second year in a row, citing COVID-19 health uh, health concerns. Five of the 15 months to be served concurrently with a 12-month jail term. Child has been all child was already serving over the ban 2020 TM individuals. Representing Child on Tuesday, Senior Counsel Robert Pang argued that Chow was entitled to challenge the police decision to ban the 2021 vigils after Chen ruled on on January on January that the court was not a place for Chow to do so. Peng said the, poli the police had a positive duty to help to facilitate assemblies, a, du a duty the police have failed to perform for, com for the commemoration. As police officers are not, pr did not present present alternative social distancing options options for the alliance to consider. Senior counsel the senior counsel also asked the court to consider the issues of operational of proportionality. Peng said that while while it was entirely up to the Department of Justice to decide whether to prosecute the ex the vice chairperson, the court should take into an account child's right when deciding whether where to convict her. During the, tr during the trial, Chow argued that her arrest and persecution were disproportionate limit to her rights to freedom of speech and freedom of assembly. Representing the Department of Justice, Senior Counsel William Tam said that pol Commission Police have already considered the rate of restrictions of freedoms and and rights when making a decision to ban the vigil. Tam also said that Chow's attempt to Challenged their decision with a back doorway, as there what there were other legal options for the alliance to do so, including appeal or judicial review. Pang refuted Tom's argument, saying that the appeal to police decision was Chow's only options, as she did not, as she was, as she has not been the one who applied to organize the twenty twenty one vigil, and hence, and hence she did, she could not. Appeal the mechanism or file a Jewish review. During the trial last year, the prosecution relied on relied on articles written by Chow, which were posted on her social media accounts and published in Ming Pao. Chen ruled at the time that Chow's intention was obviously to incite people to take part in an unauthorized assembly as quickly as possible. Posted on Tuesday that there could be more than one in 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 fair and. Inference to Chow's articles, citing comments under one of Chow's Facebook posts, including "Be water, be candle, and candles everywhere." In the commentary, in the commentary, uh, published in Ming Pao, Pang said, "Chow did not write that people should go to Victoria Park where the previous, where the previous rituals were historically held." Tom, however, said that Chow intended to cite others. And that she had, and that she had really wanted to see candlelights at can at Victoria Park doing testimonies. Pang said in return that 
child's testimony cannot be taken out of context, and that child was saying that she hoped people would attend based on the conditions that the police allowed Richard to go ahead. When sentencing Chow in January, Chance set a a starting point of 12 months and had three months saying Chow has committed the offenses while on bail for the t- banded 2020 vigils. Pansan to say that a that as Chow received a summon for the 2020 vigils, she has not needed to apply for bail and hence never made a promise not to reoffend. Therefore, the ex vice chairperson should not be given the extra three months. Tamari argued that it was has been generous to allow five months to be served concurrently. Barnes followed submissions from Pang and Tam, asked the senior counsel to confirm these COVID nineteen social distancing restrictions at the time of the offense, and said that she would hand that she would hand down a ruling before Christmas. I wonder how long they're gonna keep them there. I don't understand why because they've been they've been doing this almost way too long. I feel like this is the most, almost ridiculous part that the gum has given now, and what's the ridiculous part of what the gum had put out? I feel the frustrations already, that these people are gonna be stuck in prison for God knows how long. I don't know how long they're gonna be stuck in there. They might, they might, the gum might as well let make them stay in there for the rest of freaking life. And what else do we have here today? Oh yeah, the flag ceremony. We talked about the flag ceremony before. Three-day suspension for Hong Kong students who disrespect flag raising. Flag raising was excessive, political party says. The three, three, the three-day suspension handed down to students accused of disrespecting a flag raising ceremony at Chin One Secondary School was at was an excessive punishment. A Hong Kong political party has said. In a statement published on Tuesday, the Democratic Party, who can we blame them, said manning out serious punishment was counterproductive to school duty of being a place of guidance to students. Schools and students should abide by education by the Education Bureau clear regulations when it comes to flag raising ceremonies, said Leo Leo Chu, the Democratic Party spokesperson on education policies. But schools should not be oversensitive, like the Communist Party school should like. <laughs> Local media outlets reported over the weekend that 14 students at St. Francis Xavier's school, school were suspended from class for three days after being accused of missing a morning flag raising ceremony last Wednesday. Students told the outlets that they were eating breakfast at the time. I didn't know. I didn't know eating breakfast can get you suspended over a, a, a crazy flag ceremony. That's like having that's like having our school in in my college or any other campuses around Texas making us doing a flag raising ceremonies. That's ridiculous. In a statement released on Monday, the secondary school confirmed it has suspended fourteen students What? Over the instance for three days. That's so much students, are you kidding me? Our schools had has a has all along emphasis following laws and regulations, attaching strong importance to teaching students to respect the national anthem and flag-raising ceremony, and nurturing students to become responsible citizens. You mean responsible citizens by not committing crimes? That's called responsible citizens. It's not about the flag, it's not about the anthem, it's not about all those crap that we that we hear all the time. It's not about that. That's not I care about. It's about 
being good citizens by helping out the community, that's called being a good citizen. Just doing something that can benefit for the community, that's how you become a good citizen. Or how about learning what is right between right and wrong? That's called being a responsible citizen. Not a flag raising ceremony. It doesn't doesn't do anything. The Education Bureau said the school have already followed up on students' inappropriate behavior and issued a statement to parents. It added that it has requested the school to submit a report about the incident. School should educate students on relevant etiquette for flag raising ceremonies. For example, standing still and behaving solemnly, the Bureau said. If students engage in behavior that disrespect the national flag and or the national emblem, the school should follow up. So if students end up collapsing from a heat stroke, or he end up falling from a, or he collapsed from a stroke, or he has a heart attack, would he be suspended? I want to know about that. He stands there and he starts, and he starts, you know, falling down or starts collapsing on you. Would you suspend that student over that? You can't. You you have to look at people's health before you look at anything else. You gotta be kidding me. Uncle Fred has reached out to the schools for comment. Like, if they're gonna comment anything at all. Like, like, like if there's anything gonna happen. Hong Kong passed a bill in 2020 criminalizing disrespect acts towards the Chinese anthem, the Chinese national anthem, with maximum penalty of three years in jail. Guidelines issued by the Education Bureau last year require schools to hold to hold flag raising ceremonies once a week, which I don't support. The bureau also strongly advises schools to hold these ceremonies on important and special occasions, such as graduations or sport days. I recommend doing it on graduation, which I don't care about. Students should have a right to say anything what they want to say. I don't care what they say. One of the students who was punished told Ming Pao that he disagreed with the school's handling of, of, this, of the matter. The school should tell me what I did wrong and give me evidence. The student who asked to be called Anthony said, If you have evidence, then punish me for three days. I wouldn't mind. Another student told the local media that he was absolutely supported the way the school had acted. That's what patriotism should look like, the student added. I wonder if the I don't know if the students are brainwashed or whatever. I'm always trying to be feeling bad when the students are array. The school denied allegations that I had reported the incident to police, local media reported. Police officers did arrive at the school that morning. But it was in relation to a plaque outside the school that was vandalized in the early hours of the day. Bravo! For vandalizing the Communist Party logo. I'm hoping that's going to happen still. But. It's made to be seen. And follow up on that as well. This is from a from a lawmaker. Not a party that's extra. Um, extra parliamentary. Hong Kong schools need clearer penalty guidelines. For students who disrespect flag raising. Flag raising lawmaker says. The Education Bureau has been urged to provide schools with clear and standard and standardized penalty guidelines in case students breach rules involving the national flag, anthem, or emblem. After 14 school students' pupils were suspended for three days for disrespecting a flag raising ceremony, which I just reported a second earlier. <laughs> the pupils at St. Francis Xavier School were accused of missing a fl- morning flag raising ceremony last Wednesday, local media reported. Students told the outlets that they were eating breakfast at the time. So if you want, you can't keep your stomach full when you're doing something. Oh come on! Speaking on a an RTHK program on Wednesday, 
lawmaker, and school principal Dang Fei said there has some been some criticism of the school, calling the punishment excessive. He said it was hard to determine whether the penalty was appropriate because the Education Bureau had not provided such guidelines. Well, at least you're right. There is no guidelines. It, but then again, it's a communist, it's a communist-style socialist government. How can there be? How can there be a guideline anyway? The government only gave schools a guideline on workflow. Should be should there be disciplinary actions such as who to notify and which order? He added. I keep on stressing this kind of incident cannot be handled with school-based management because behind the violation there is the national flag, national anthem, and national emblem. National emblem laws. The Education Bureau needs to provide standardized and clear guidelines, Tang said. School-based management is a framework introduced in 2005 to give schools greater autonomy and flexibility in their daily operations, resources management, and planning for school development, according to a government document. In short, the Bureau plays a minimum role in shaping in shaping school policies and operations. Hong Kong passed a bill in 2020 criminalizing disrespectful acts. That time when the pro-democracy was still in the legislature, criminalizing disrespectful acts towards the Chinese anthem, Chinese anthem with a maximum penalty of three years in jail. Guidelines issued by the Education Bureau last year requires schools to hold flag raising ceremonies once a week. Bill also strongly advises schools to hold ceremonies on important and special occasions, such as graduation and sport days. Although Tang was set set the line of severity of penalties was blurry, Tang said that suspension from class was sort of in the middle. He said a more punch a more serious punishment would be marked on students' report card and could affect the future. Lawmakers also disproved disproved of the behaviors of the teenagers in questions. Why would the students be having breakfast when it's time for a morning assembly? This is not normal. Even without a flag-raising ceremony, this is a weird phenomenon, and it was unacceptable. What if someone's suffering from a stop? What if someone's starving, and they have no food at home? There's some students that are very poor. They have no food. What if they can't eat? They're humans. They're not robots. The pupils have breached the school rules, and Tang said the school handling was acceptable. Given how far the procedure stayed in the available guidelines, I don't believe that. I don't believe it. I can't. I, I, <laughs> oh my gosh! What in the world was 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 that person thinking? What in the world was that guy thinking? What in the world does Tang Fei think? Tang Fei thinking? I wonder why Pro Beijing cannot be a little bit smart about why is this thing wrong. Because every time I hear it, it makes me laugh, and I admire them. All right. Hong Kong police expressed strong concerns over misleading Ming Pao cartoon, even though the cartoon looks look kind of gray, actually. Hong Kong police expressed strong concerns over a satirical cartoon published in Ming Pao that contains what they called misleading content, according to the local media. The illustration in question. Which was published in t- in Tuesday's edition of the newspaper depicted officers outside the school in full riot gear. What have the students done today? Head teacher Chan. The police the police asked as a bespectacled woman who listed their offenses: swearing, losing an eraser, having laser pointers in the bag, talking back to and allegedly intimidating teachers. 
Yeah, I know, it's ridiculous, I know. In a letter to Yao Chongyang, the paper's executive, executive chief editor, Assistant Commissioner of Police Public Relations Zhou Chan, wrote that he feared the cartoon content could lead to misunderstanding amongst readers that the police would actually deploy staff to handle such matters, local media reported. In addition, Chen said readers might draw parallel between cartoons and reports on an earlier page that an inc- about an incident at the Tianwan State Francis Xavier School in which 14 students were suspended from class for three days after being accused of missing a, fla- a morning flag-raising ceremony. That article mentioned that police had been called to the school after a sign at, at its front gate was damaged rather than over over anything to do with suspension, the assistant commissioner wrote. However, he added it was possible that the illustration might mislead readers to thinking that the school had reported students accused of disrespecting the flag-raising ceremony to the police. The cartoon was likely to place pressure or stress on schoolmasters, teachers, and students, Chan said. It's rhetorical. It's not meant to be, it's meant to be funny, not meant to be real, you moron. The false descriptions in the illustrations might make the public misunderstood police work. They could they only, not only damage the, the force's image, but also harm the cooperation between the police and the public, as well as our effectiveness on cracking down crimes, Chan said. Chan, the police urged Ming Pao to, to, to get a bare professional responsibility with them and base everything with, on facts while handling school-related news with pragmatic attitude. The cartoon in question was authored by Wong Ke Guang, who worked under the pen name Chun Chi. Wong has been a political cartoonist for four years and contributed to pro-Beijing publications News Evening Post and Ta Kung Pao in his early career before his, before his comics became a daily staple in Ming Pao, as well as a defunct pro-democracy tabloid Apple Daily for decades. Chung Chi's latest comic strip on Wednesday was based on a comment made by the chief executive after the bill implement- about implementing Hong Kong's own national security law was removed from the legislature's 2020 schedule, which I reported like an- a minute ago. A number of political cartoonists have left Hong Kong in recent months, many citing concerns about the artistic freedom in the city. Hong Kong worker um, Va-, Va Wong Sir and Atoll whose work has was also was also published in Ming Pao, all announced the departure earlier this year. Hong Kong Free Press has reached out to the police and Ming Pao for comments. Yeah, you think they're gonna rent they're gonna comment anything whatsoever? You think they're gonna comment anything. I I I I'll be laughing if they do. If they did, I can sit here laughing and crying my tears out. Because it's ridiculous. They're, they're, they're saying it's already um Complete um, insult to the people who actually want to put out anything. I feel there's nothing wrong with putting those things to make to draw those things anyway. Now, speaking of pro-democracies, PayPal Hong Kong holds payments to Hong Kong's pro-democracy group, saying unspecific, unspecified excessive risk. What do you mean by that? Well, we're gonna go on, of course. We're gonna read on, of course. PayPal, have, PayPal Hong Kong has halted services for the League of Social Democrats, LSD, one of the remaining active pro-democracy groups in Hong Kong, due to unspecified excessive risk. The LSD announced on its Facebook page 
on Wednesday afternoon that it has received an email from PayPal Hong Kong Limited on September 19th about the service termination. The PayPal the payment platform was cited as saying upon review of your account we have determined there has there to be a excessive risk involving that that this matter has been reviewed at length and our decision is final. PayPal Hong Kong has never explained what the excessive risks are according to the LSD. Chao Gafa, the external vice chairperson of the LSD, told Hong Kong Free Press that the group has not been able to accept any new donations via its PayPal accounts since since the day it received the email, but they but they can still withdraw money from it. On average, LSD would receive several thousands Hong Kong dollars monthly through PayPal. Chao said. Now we have one less way to collect donations. Chow says LSD members were stunned when they first learned the news of the news, but soon realized that it was meaningless to worry too much. It seems like even when doing business, companies have to think about who they are dealing with in advance. Chow said, "That's that sort of business freedom in the past has seemingly gone. More has been long gone. Apart from losing from losing a way to collect." Co- Um, donations online, Chow added that LSD has not been able to raise funds with street boobs since since last year after some of its members were fined for collecting donations without prior approval from authorities. Hong Kong Free Press had reached out to PayPal Hong Kong for comment. Yeah, like if, if the if the PayPal is going to even answer anything anyway. Like they're going to care. They don't care about you. They care about themselves. They don't care about anything. Beijing exhibit celebrates Chinese leader Xi Jinping's new era ahead of the major of major Communist Party Congress. Intercontinental missiles, disinfect disinfection robots, and a piece of the moon. Chinese Communist Party on Wednesday flaunted the fruits of its decades under Chinese under Chinese President Xi Jinping, ahead of a key meeting expected to extend his rule, and I expected that. Thousands of people throng an exhibition exhibition in Beijing celebrating Xi's new era just days before a party congress at which these country's political elite are expected to usher Xi into an unprecedented unprecedented third term in power. Visitors snap selfie besides the enormous Dongfang forty one nuclear capable intercontinental ballistic missiles outside the entrance to the attractions. Housed to a political a 1950s hall designed by Soviet ac- architects, omnipresent um, portraits of Xi show the leader handing out awards, greeting a baby, and surrounded by a beaming well-wisher dressed in traditional clothing. Xi Jinping sought guide guide our country's economic constructions towards heroic achievements. One caption read, "I don't think people like us buy it." Exhibits hammered home the message of the party's triumph, triumph, and every aspect of Chinese life, from dried mushrooms and an agricultural display to a lunar sample, to lunar samples and lab-grown diamonds showcasing this country's technical prowess, is so grand when a government empl- when a government a government employee visiting the exhibit with her colleagues told AFP during a government-organized media tour. I feel proud of myself as a Chinese. 
Well, you shouldn't be proud as a Chinese, because Ch communism does not represent Chinese. The exhibition is part of a propaganda push and enveloping the capitals, the capitals ahead of the of the opening of the Congress on Sunday. There was no mention in the exhibits of criticism leveled at the parties under Xi, who has presided over mass internments of minorities in Xinjiang, East Turkestan. Pro-democracy protests in Hong Kong cracked down on civil societies and tightened curbs on minority culture in Inner Mongolia. Instead, there were vast there were photos of vast cotton fields and farmers grinning over a bountiful uh, apple harvest in, Xin, in Xinjiang, a scale model showing Hong Kong interaction with neighboring mainland cities, and copies of Xi's books in Uyghur and Mongolian. I'm pretty sure they're going to be removed after the end of the week anyway. Realistic wax figures dressed in hazmat suits, vials of homegrown vaccines, and a disinfectant spraying robot highlighted the party's pride in its zero-COVID policy, in which she has claimed a landmark victory despite an impact on economic growth. Around Beijing, billboards and banners stretch across pedestrian bridge urging ideological loyalty to Xi often consisting of convoluted slogans printed in plain fonts. Office buildings and shopping malls have set up elaborate floral displays marking the Congress. Zhang Lingrui, a master student, said the displays at the exhibits had impressed her, telling AFP, I feel the superiority of the current socialist system. I don't think people like me buy it, though. Because to, particularly, I don't really you know, agree with what the government's been doing for quite a bit. And we already know what the government's failing to do. Hong Kong men who stabbed policemen during the protest sentenced to five years in prison. A Hong Kong man who stabbed a police officer during a protest and was arrested hours later on a plane set to, to depart for Britain has been sentenced to five years in prison. Another defendant in the case was given the three, three months jail term. Wang Guanhua, 26 years old, and Percy Chow, 21 years old, appeared in front of Judge Frankie Yu at, district, at the district court on Thursday. The pair was charged over the protest in Causeway Bay on July 1st, 2020, the anniversary of the, city's, of the city's Hanover. Wong's last month pled guilty to one count of rioting and one count of wounding with intent, while Chow pled guilty to rioting and obstructing a an officer on duty. Wong, now 26 years old, stabbed a police officer in the left arm with a folding knife while he was attempting to subdue Lo Kok Sum, another defendant in the case. Wong, a civil engineering graduate, was arrested after boarding a flight to the UK in the early hours of the next day. Chow and Law were arrested two weeks after the incident. Law has pleaded guilty to rioting and resisting arrest. But he sent, his sentence was adjourned to October 31st after Judge Yu called for a report on his um, suitability for a training center. The police officer was assigned to administrative work after he had recovered, and the Employee Compensation Ordinary Assessments Board assessed that he had permanently lost 1.5% of, of his earning capacity because of the injury. Barrister Stephen Kwan said, Wong was remorseful and asked the, sen asked the, sen the sentence 
for the two offenses to to be served be served concurrently. Charles Barrister signed letters from the defense family and teacher said he was kind, he was a kind person, the barrister said. Chad did not use any violence during the incident and had relatively little involvement in the riot. You when announcing the sentence, so the riot the riot was a large scale affair involving around three hundred protesters. It caused nuisance to the public and road and roads users. And the police officer has been seriously injured. The judge set a, a starting point of four years for the rioting charge. Asia Fan was sentenced to 32 months in prison after a deduction was made for, plea, for pleading guilty. Wong was also sentenced to four years in jail for a second charge and was ordered to serve a total of five years after you ruled that 12 months of, of rioting sentence was to be served consecutively with... With the jail term, with the with the second jail term, Chow was hand, was handed a a two month jail term for obstructions charge, of which one month will be will be served consecutively with the rioting sentence. The twenty one year old prison term came to thirty three months in total. I don't know why this even happened. If only the government can listen to them, then. These people, these young people, won't, you know, resort to a dangerous attack like that because simply anything can anything can happen, right? Because anything can happen. It it could it could change any time, and it could it could happen any time when things happen. That's what happens. The gum, the the government. When they don't respond to what the people want, this it res it, then it resorts to you know, you know it resorts to violence and then that and it goes and then everybody goes nuts about it. So that's what what happens if you know you don't follow up on what is going on. And one final one final one for this first half, and we'll go ahead to the second half. Hong Kong man sentenced to detention center over 2019 central protest. A Hong Kong man has been sentenced to a detention center after he was found guilty of taking part in an illegal assembly and violating an anti-mask law introduced during the 2019 protest. Tom Galung appeared in the district court on Thursday before Deputy District Judge Colin Wong. The 21-year-old has been reprimanded in custody since he was convicted last late last month. Senior counsel Robert Pong, representing Tom, submitted a handwritten letter from his client to the, to the court. He said Tom had learned his lesson and was sorry for causing anxiety to his family. Pong said two reports on Tom has been positive and both recommended he be sent, he be sent to a detention center. Persecutors has said News has sent news clips and CCTV footage showing Tom throwing bricks and consuming his face during a pro during a protest in Central on November 13, 2019. Judge Wong said the legal assembly on that date was a serious serious case, and the sentence had to had to service as a punishment and deterrent. The judge sentenced Tom to a detention center after he said he had to balance between rehabilitation and punishment. A sentence to a detention center for maximum 12 months is an alter alternative to a prison term for people aged between 14 and 24. And his judgment, 
published um published last month, the judge rejected Tom's um testimony that he was at a scene because he wanted to go to a doctor after spraining his writ his waist. He was also he was also cited Facebook post and rejecting the defendant's claim that he was not he was not interested in the in the current event and was not aware of a protest was taking place at the time. The government used a colonial area era emergency law to ban face masks after months of widespread protests against the proposed extradition bill broke out in 2019. While the High Court initially ruled that the law was to be unconstitutional, the Court of Final Appeal upheld the legislation in December two years ago. They should have got rid of it in the first place and not kept it anyway. And we'll explain more after the break. Welcome back. Hong Kong court ruled whether national security law provision sets minimum jail term for serious offenses. The Court of Appeal in Hong Kong is set, is set to hear arguments on whether a provision in the national security law should be interpreted as a minimum, minimum sentence requirement. It came after a university student applied to challenge a lower court decision not to, redu- not to reduce his jail term by one served despite his guilty plea and a secession case. Hong Kong's Polytechnic University student, Lei Sayu, appeared before a three-judge appeal panel in the High Court on Thursday to seek a to seek leave to to appeal against his five years five-year prison sentence handed down by the district court in April. The 25-year-old appeared before before district judge. Judge Amanda Woodcock, an admitted inciting secession after he was accused of selling weapons on a messaging app Telegram and posting messages which advocated Hong Kong's independence. With sentencing Lui under under a tired entire system set out in Article twenty in Article twenty one of the security legislation, Woodcock categorized the defendant as having having committed an offense of a serious nature which war- warrants imprisonment of not less than 5 years, but no more than 10 years. Representing Louis, Senior Counsel Edwin Choi said Article 21 will only provide a starting point for the sentence, rather than a mandatory minimum jail time. The court may, cho- may choose a starting point between 5 and 10 years for serious incitement to secession offenses, but the final prison term imposed could be below could be below five years, he said. Citing another secession case involving Captain America 2.0, Macho Man, the council said Lloyd's act was a bit more limited compared to the activists who chanted pro-independent slogans in public at various at various locations across the city. The students had shown shown unreserved unreserved remorse and and the starting point of Woodcock sentence sentence was excessive, Choi said. One of the key differences between the, this case and Ma's case is that the fact that this defendant pled guilty and was very cooperative. Choi told Chief Judge of the High Court Jeremy Poon and appeal, just, um, appeal Justice Derek Pang and Sia Pang. But Choi's arguments was questioned by Poon, who said that the court would, cons- would first consider the seriousness of the offense and sign in the, st- the starting points of a sentence. Whether the defendant was remorseful would only be taken into account later, he said. You would adopt the prop you would adopt the proper starting point. Then you take into the account the circumstances to see 
if there isn't if there's any room to get a proper discount, the ju- the chief judge said. Louis's bid to appeal against his sentence is set to have a far-reaching implications on other national security cases. At least two cases tried in the district court are awaiting a decision from the high from the court of appeal before proceeding to sentencing. The Department of Justice um, revealed on Thursday. The university students was initially behind put behind bars for three years and eight months after the court applied a one-third discount on the starring sentences of five and a half years. But Woodcock later overturned the decision and raised Lloyd's jail term. Raised Lloyd's jail term to five years after the prosecution said the court was bound by the provision to impose minimum sentence of five years with no exceptional circumstances. The Department of Justice told the appeal panel on Thursday that the t- that the tiered system set out by set out a minimum sentence. Deputy Director of Public Prosecution Special Duties at the Chow applied for a one week adjournment for his team to conduct further research on the issue. The three judge agreed to give time to the appeal to the appeal applicant and the, the Department of Justice to prepare their case, saying the discussion on the constructions of Article 21 was, of course, of extreme importance. The next hearing is scheduled is scheduled for October 24th. Louis originally also faced one count of possession of arms without a license and one count of possession of offensive weapons with intent, to which he pled not guilty. Both charges were kept on court file following agreements between the defense and the prosecution. Thing is, if they are remorse, what is the point of persecuting them anyway? That's what I want to know. Why are they, you know, not doing it? Why they're not talking about it? That's what I want to know about. It. Let's talk about the let's talk about the LGBT. We talk about it a couple times in the, on this um, on this podcast. So let's just let's just say what we're gonna say. LGBTQ. Carnival Pink Dot Hong Kong to celebrate diversity with Express Yourself theme. That's a beautiful name. The annual LGBTQ Carnival Pink Dot Hong Kong will be held later this month at the Kowloon Bay International Trade and Exhibition Center with a theme of Express Yourself, encouraging people to have the courage to be their authentic selves. Organ, organ, co-organized by Big Love Alliance, Q Love, and Lizo. The October the October twenty third event will be held indoors for the second year to better comply with COVID nineteen restrictions, such as those in, on outdoor public gatherings. In a video played at a press conference on Thursday, Joey Lung, one of the two ambassadors of this of this year's event, said the scene made him want to cry. In this day and age, freely expressing yourself could bring consequences, the gay artist said, but we cannot continue to allow this to happen. We cannot let the negative thoughts and and attitudes drag us down. And I agree, we shouldn't let it drag us down, but the government kept dragging us down every time. Learn calling people to embrace their inner beauty and learn to appreciate that of others as well. The other ambassador is is singer and singer-songwriter Jay Fung. On the day of the event, a remastered version of a classic film, Happy Together, the love story of a homosexual 
couple was will be aired. Screenwriter screenwriter Jimmy Nye, who helped produce another classic classic LGBTQ movie, Lang Yu, was ha- have been invited to a sharing session afterward. There will be all there will also be a concert featuring dozens of artists, YouTubers, and key opinion leaders. All tickets were sold out, but the organizer said the performance would be streamed online, with details to be announced later. More than a dozen advocates and activists will attend the Pink Forum to share topics such as the use of pronouns amongst the LGBTQ community. Some 20 20 community organizations would attend alongside and set up booths covering topics ranging from rights advocacy to providing psychological support and medical services for the LGBTQ individuals. The Pink Bazaar will feature more than 40 retail stalls of local brands and handicrafts. More details can be found at the at www.pink.hongkong.com or pink.facebook or Instagram page. Hoping that the event could be successful. Actually no, the, opinion, the truth is it's going to be successful. So, truth is, we don't. You shouldn't worry about it. It will be better, and it will be a better, a better system. If we can provide a better information, then maybe we can. Then maybe we can try to do that. So I'm hoping that, in actuality, that. I'm hoping that the. The government can be can be supportive of this event and hopefully let them continue on the event. Cause why not? What's the point of banning it if if what's the point of banning it? It's good. It's a good event. I would join in if I were you. Five things to know because it's coming up on Sunday, so five things to know about China's Communist Party's Congress. The Chinese the Chinese the Chinese Communist Party will open on Sunday at opens. Well, on Sunday, open as 20-party Congress. Today's most important political meeting, which is held every once every held once every five years. Here are five questions and answers about the opaque process that will see major leadership changes expected to bolster Xi Jinping's authority and granting him a landmark third term. What's what's it for then? You gotta wanna know what's it for? The CCP. Which has ruled China since 1949, had held 19 congresses to fill its leadership rank since it was founded in 1921. This year, about 2,300 delegates from across the country, including from Hong Kong, Macau, and "quote unquote" Taiwan, as they call it, will descend on Beijing in a highly tight in a highly choreographed event to pick members of the Central Committee, which is made up of around 200 people. It will provide important clues about which leaders may be in line for top posts and the amount of turnovers within the central committee. Generally, around 60, 60% may signal how aggressively she intends to reshuffle, wrote Christopher K. Johnson, senior fellow at the Asia Society Policy Institute. The committee will select members for the 25-person Politburo and its all-powerful standing committee, the, country, the country's highest leadership body, and a, an apex of power cur- currently comprising just seven people. 
she is all but certain to begin an unprecedented third five-year term as party general secretary as party's general secretary. In 2018, he abolished the presidential two-term limits set by former leader Deng Xiaoping in, in, 19, in the 1980s to avoid another Mao Zedong-style dictatorship, which we're already standing there already. So, if you, so who's this standing? Who's this standing? Who's on the standing committee? You guys be asking, well, who's on there? Well, the current standing committee consists of Xi Jinping, Premier Li Keqiang, Li Jiangshu. Wang Yang, Wang Wang Huning, Zhao Liji, and Hang Zheng. These career bureaucrats who rose through the party ranks over the decades caused the shots in the world's most populous country, each gaining one vote on key policy decisions. She reigns supreme, setting the agenda for their frequent secret meetings. A sweeping anti-corruption campaign since she came to power have brought down former ministers and Politburo members, weakening party faction, factions and limiting rivals. She has made the important tweaks to selecting the delegates and the pool of senior leaders. These changes overturned earlier conventions designed to fo- foster tr- greater transparency and open competitions, wrote Johnson. Since twenty since two thousand two, Senate committee. So who's leaving? You ask me who's leaving right now. Since two thousand two, Senate committee members ages sixty eight or above has set down, abiding by an unwritten retirement age first employed by former Chinese Chinese leader Zhang Zemin. Modi told himself to dump an age an aging rival. If the formal if the informal rule is upheld. But as expected, does not apply to Xi. Two seven of the of seven members will step down, leaving Xi sixty nine, Li Keqiang sixty seven, Zhao sixty five, Wang Yang sixty seven, and Wang Huning also sixty seven. Li announced in March that he will retire as premier, but it is unclear whether he or some other below sixty eight will stay on the standing committee. <coughs> Another nine of the Pope's twenty-five members are also due to retire, leaving a number of Xi's closest allies likely to be promoted to top posts. Xi has scrapped China's two-term presidential limits, discarded, discarded several other party norms, such as indicating a successor by his second term. This further consolidates his personal power and raises uncertainties about how long he plans to rule, making potential successors via for his approval. He has already installed close ally close allies in top positions this year, such as the new ministers for public for public security, Wang Wang Hong, sixty five years old, Shanghai Party chief and Xi's ally Li Qiang has retained his post despite a controversial two-month COVID, COVID lockdown in key cities. Will he be supreme? And now it's expected Xi to reinforce his stature as China's most powerful ruler since Mao. Part's propaganda has gone into overdrive since last autumn to bolster Xi's legacy, dim- diminish the achievements of his predecessor, and further enshrine him in the highest echelon of the Communist Party mythology. Each Chinese leader since Mao has 
has had one of his personal political philosophies and or ideas codified in the state constitution. Xi's political ideology was included in the in 2018 and analysis and now analyst said he will be looking to short to shorten the clunky Xi Jinping sought on socialism with Chinese characteristic for a new era to to pisser Xi Jinping sought, putting him on par with Mao Zedong. Wow, I'm not surprised that he's gonna do this anyway. This is this is something that something that a a crazy megalomaniac's gonna do. Cause why not, right? Why not put that out? Hong Kong government expresses strong disapproval of UN concerns over minor sentence under security law. Hong Kong's national security law was enacted to restore residents' enjoyments of rights and freedoms, which is what the government said. They also expressed strong disapproval over remarks made by the UN after after the first minor was sentenced under the legislation for conspiracy to incite subversion over advocating an armed uprising. The UN Human Rights Office spokesperson, Ravina Samdashni, told reporters on Tuesday that the international rights body was alarmed by the sentencing. We regret the, the continued application of the national security law, including against children, in spite of clear recommendations of the Human Rights Committee, she said. The committee urged Hong Kong's government to scrap the security legislation in July, saying an overly broad interpretation of the provision was incompatible uh, in with international convenience on civil and political rights. But the city stories had said criticism was unsubstantiated, like a daycare. In a statement issued in response to the UN on Thursday, a Hong Kong government spokesperson said the security, national security law emphasis that principles of human rights protections must be observed when safeguarding national security. In fact, the national security law was enacted to restore the enjoyment of rights and freedom that people of in Hong Kong has been unable to enjoy during the period of serious violence between June 2019 and early 2020, the spokesperson said. The legislation has swiftly and effectively restored stability and security to the city, they added. Beijing, of course, they bypass this law anyway. They bypass the Hong Kong legislation, legislature to implement the national security law in June 2020 following a year of pro-democracy protests and unrest. It criminalizes subversion, secession, collusion with foreign forces, and terrorist acts. Gave police sweeping new powers and introduced a more stringent standard for granting bail. While the government has repeatedly said the legislation restores stability to the city, it prompted the U.S. to impose sanctions on several Hong Kong and mainland Chinese officials, sparked criticism internationally for being vague, broad, and targeted at just at the sense. As a mid as of mid September, 215 people have been arrested on suspicion of committing acts of endangering national security, according to the Security Bureau. This is this shows something that the Communist Party has been very, very insecure about what's going on, and this shows actually, right? This shows what the government's gonna do. So what is going? So what the government's been sh- showing is one of the biggest, biggest major flaws that can happen. Two final news for today. Two final news. Actually, no, three for today. Why not put three for advertisement, right? Not really. 
Pro-Beijing lawmakers urge its victims of doctors accused of issuing false COVID-19 jab exemptions to sue. Pro-Beijing lawmaker Priscilla Lung walked out of a of a health panel meeting at Hong Kong's legislature on Friday after being interrupted by chairperson Tom, Tommy Joe, who urged her to not to not co-switch between Cant- Cantonese and English. Earlier in the meeting, Lung urged victims of seven doctors accused of issuing false COVID exam- vaccination exemption certificates to sue. The electrical panels on health services met w- with Secretary Secretary Lao Chumao and other health officials on Friday morning to discuss the city's COVID nineteen measures. The government announced of a new round of vaccinations to to social distancing rules on Thursday. When it was Lun's ter- turn to speak, she brought up the issues of the vaccine examination certificates. 20,000 of which were due to be invalid on Wednesday, and the doctors who issued them were suspected of doing so without following the Department of Health guidelines. Six of the seven doctors identified by police have been arrested, but the invalidations of the documents was halted by a legal challenge. Lone called those who held certificates issued by the doctors in question victims and urged them to sue the practitioners. She was also asked how the government could not stop these doctors from issuing more certificates and why it took the authorities so long to realize that some 300 civil servants were holders of potentially potentially invalid vaccine examination certificates. I'm not a data science expert, but some irregular things have been so observable, Lone said, uttering the words data science experts and irregular in English. Panel Chair Cheng interrupted her meeting, saying, I hope everyone either speaks in Chinese or in English without mixing up the two languages. Lung responded by telling Cheng not to waste her time. I don't want to waste your time. I have an order to uphold, right? Cheng said. The two pro-establishment figures then went back and forth about whether Cheng should grant Lung more time to compensate for the interruptions for a whole minute at the start of the meeting. Chen has set the time limits for each Q&A between legislatures and officials to four minutes only. During the back and forth, Chen told Learn not to code switch between Cantonese and English four times, saying it would disrupt the work of the live interpreter. In the end, Learn ignored Chen and addressed laws directly, asking the health chief to answer a question. Chairperson, if you continue to act like this, everyone will be disgruntled, Learn added. Law only responded to Lun's questions about the actions that the government was taking against the doctors and questions. He said the matter would be handled over to the will be handled over to the to the Medical Council of Hong Kong, which oversees the registrations of medical practitioners if fraudulent ish situation raises. In addition, he said the doctors in question were no longer able to provide provide services such as issuing more vaccine examinations, giving jabs, or accepting elderly health care vouchers after listening to Lowell's reply. Lung flung the documents she was holding on her desk, got up from her chair, and left the panel meeting immediately. I wonder, I wonder why they're not, I mean, I don't know why she'd be so upset about it, actually. I don't know why she's not, I wonder why she's upset about it, actually. Probably because they're not gonna listen to her. I don't know why. 
Cause she's a moron. That's why. That's all I. That's all I can think of. That she's a. She's a. I mean, she's a darn moron for goodness' sake. And I hope. I hope that she learns her freaking lesson about screwing up something. And one final news. I know I said three, but because I'm running out of time, so let's just go to this one. I haven't actually talked about yet. So what's my talk about it since because we talked about the other one we talked about doctors so let's talk about this one Hong Kong court blocks government from invalidating COVID-19 jabs examination exemptions issued by arrested doctors Hong Kong high courts have temporarily barred the government from validating more than two twenty thousand COVID-19 vaccinations exemptions certificates issued by seven private doctors accused of handing them out without conducting proper prior clinical review Justice Russell Coleman ruled on Tuesday that the government could not annul the exemptions until a legal challenge against the move had been, con con had been concluded. The exemptions were set to nullify on Wednesday. The legal the legal challenge was brought against brought against Secretary for Health Law Chumal by Kwok Cho King, nicknamed the Judge the King of Judicial Reviews last Friday. Kwok argued that argue, argued that it was unconstitutional and illegal for the government to invalidate the vaccination exemptions in question because there was no law empowering them to do so. During a hearing on Tuesday, Kwok, who has no legal representative, said it would be passing a judgment before a hearing if exam exemptions were voided before the doctors in question were tried, which would go against the Hong Kong spirit of law. The matter was of public interest, he added, urging the court to block the government from ignoring the documents. Judicial reviews are considered by the court of first instance and examine, examine the decision-making process, processes of administrative bodies issued under review must be shown to affect the wider public interest. According to the government documents published on Monday, scheduled premises that actively check people's vaccine pass, such as restaurants, will not be able to accept the jab, the jab exemptions and questions on Wednesday from Wednesday onwards. Coleman said the government had issued a press release two weeks ago announcing it was a decision to invalidate the exemptions. He asked if the, if the directions was only made officials on Monday. Then what was the legal basis for the government's initial announcements? William Liu, who represented the government on Wednesday on Tuesday, described the early announcements as a warning. Liu said the administration was not directly invoking any power to invalidate the vaccine exemption certificates issued by the doctor in question. Instead, it was, it was using existing regulations to instruct the premises not to push such medical documents. He was also er, argued he, al he also argued the alleged suffering or inconvenience caused to the to the holders of these exemptions was not that great because the government has provided them with with various alternatives. They could visit a public hospital's doctor to obtain a new exemption should they have a genuine need for one, the barrister said. And the authorities had even had even waived the $50 consultation fee. After around two hours, Coleman ordered an interim injunction barring the government from invalidating any medical exemption certificates until the judicial review had conducted. Meeting the press after the hearing, Kwok said he expected the court to grant the order. I requested that before there was a verdict against the doctors, the exemptions should not be ruled invalid. What if the seven doctors were found not guilty? 
Hong Kong is a place of rule of law. The benefits of doubt belong to the defendant. Legislator Doreen Kong, who questioned the government's legal basis to avoid the COVID-19 vaccine, vaccination exemption certificates last week, told Hong Kong Free Press that she did not have much to say about the situation. She wanted to re- she wanted society to return to deliberation based on reason. She added that she thought to fulfill her duty as a lawmaker by clearly conveying her concerns and urging the public to respect whatever outcomes the judiciary decide on later. The government on Tuesday an evening announced the suspension of arrangement to refuse exception, exceptions, acceptance of the examination, ex, exemption certificates concerned until the court had conducted substantive hearing on the judicial review case concerned and handed down further instruction. And statement stressed that the investigations into the seven doctors was ongoing, adding that if those holding exemption proof from doctors in question continue to delay vaccination, they may put their they may putting their health and the public health care systems at risk. Government urged relevant individuals to seek medical consultation again from other doctors depending on their needs as to as certain whether they are sustain, sustainable for receiving COVID-19 vaccinations, the statement continued. The case was adjourned to next Thursdays. I mean, like if they're going to do anything at all anyway, I'm still expecting that the government's going to do something about it, or they're not going to do it. They might as well not do it anyway. Because what's the well, I mean, what, cause what's the point, right? And thank you for tuning in, guys. If you guys are enjoying this podcast, make sure you tune in every Monday and Friday for our podcast. And most of these reading, as you may know, most of these reading are actually from are actually from Hong Kong Free Press. You guys can look it up, and it's a very great newspaper. Great news we can talk about as well. Thank you for tuning, in, guys, and we'll talk more next time. This is Team Cal My Radio signing out. Hope you guys are having a great day. <laughs> My radio. It's on on every Monday and every Friday. And host my radio. Welcome to the show. Thank you.